and welcome to Soul Talk with Rabbi David Aaron and Leora Mandel. Rabbi Aaron, this is the season of, I guess, what we call the High Holidays, Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. And during this time of year, I feel like we're in full swing of being very mindful of what do I want for my life? Who, what's the version of myself I'd like to be? What changes do I want to make in my life, within myself, in my relationship with God, in my relationship with others? And I find that year after year, I, I do spend time giving more thought to these ideas than any other time of the year. I try to think of what I can take on that might make this coming year different. And some things I am able to maintain, but often it's sort of like there's this inspiration from all the energy at this time of year. And sometimes it feels like it can be sort of hard to sustain it, the, the elevated mind space that I'm in at this time of year throughout the year. So what are some ways that we can be, the mind space we're supposed to be in now, but something that can also hopefully not just last this month, but be maintained throughout the year? Right. Good question and uh, difficult, difficult question. Uh, I think uh, I think a lot of us struggle with that. My guess is most of us struggle with that. Uh, I think part of the issue is uh, identifying the difference between the root of our problem and the symptoms of our problem. And when we uh, when we address the symptoms, they come back because we didn't get to the root of the problem. And so a lot of people think that uh, their problem is they uh, speak uh, what we call Lashon Hara, they speak gossip and and say derogatory things against people. And they think, wow, I have to repent on that one. And they think that, you know, that they, uh, you know, maybe use foul language from time to time. And that's not a good thing. And I, you know, I got I got to take care of that one. And we come up with a list of a bunch of things that we're doing wrong and we don't and we and we don't we're not proud of it and we 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 want to stop it. But the truth is that this list are not really our problems. They are symptoms of our problem. Our problem is that we have not accomplished God consciousness. You know, if a person were uh, uh, let's say a person gets angry and they're yelling at their children and then somebody knocks on the door. And it's amazing how you can open up the door and suddenly be at peace and smile and calm. You know, if that person was in the room, you would never have behaved that way. You would have a different kind of, and you'd be able to easily discipline and, and restrain yourself because you have a consciousness that I can't behave this way in the presence of this person. Well, but if a person were to increase their awareness of living in the presence of God, then they wouldn't, they wouldn't speak the way they speak about people in the presence of God. They wouldn't, you know, if a person in their office knew that God is right here in my office, they wouldn't do these dirty deals, you know, and so we, we, we need to identify, like, what's the root and what's really the, the symptom of the root. The problem is we are not God conscious. And that's why we start off with Rosh Hashanah. Uh, and we really don't mention almost any sins on Rosh Hashanah. Because what we doing on Rosh Hashanah is we're doing... Um, root canal. <laughs> We're getting to the root of the problem, which is I don't live with a, a with with a, a daily, regular, sustained awareness of God as the high and ruling power in my life, uh, and that would help me 
rein in on the bad behavior that I have. So what's so fascinating about what you're sharing, Rabbi, is I think so often, exactly as your point, we're focusing on the symptoms, and there can be many different symptoms, but if I'm understanding correctly, it sounds like it's the root is the same for all the symptoms, which is this lack of God consciousness that we have. And it, it's such a powerful example, because I think so many of us can relate to the idea that um, if the right person shows up, even if we're on our bad, you know, exhibiting not our best behavior, we can shape up pretty quickly. But God is constantly watching us. And it's so true that we're just not mindful of it. And if we were more mindful, so many of our behaviors we'd want to change, we'd be able to sustain that change. Yeah, you know, uh, we have a, a teaching, Shiviti Hashem I place the presence of God before me all the time. And um, <clears throat> whenever we perform, uh, do a live a mitzvah commandment, we say a preparatory blessing, um, you know, blessed be you, God, king of the universe, who has sanctified us through the commandments and has commanded us to do whatever. And it's about this, 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 this kingship uh, state of mind, being mindful that there is a higher power that rules supreme. And, and I'm, I'm not that higher power and I am accountable. And so, and, and, and that's how we could get some control on ourselves because we would have that. And um, that's something that really takes a lot of work. It's, it is mindfulness uh, of living in the presence of God. You know, the, the Rambam, Maimonides says that one of the ways that a person can increase their sense of reverence of God, but the English word for reverence, the Hebrew word for reverence is yira, which literally also means to see. And so uh, the way one increases their reverence, which is increasing their awareness of God in their life, is uh, to contemplate nature. And I find that very powerful. Uh, you know, sometimes I I look at clips on the uh, the internet, uh, you know, there's all kinds of, uh, I think it's a, the Discovery Channel that talks about, you know, the, the wonders of nature. And when you see that, you're just, you're just overwhelmed by, we are living in a, we are living miracles, living in a miracle. And, uh, and, and everywhere there is uh, uh, a sure sign of, of uh, one can see easily a sure sign of the presence of God here. I mean, when I pray, I, I put my hand on my pulse and I, I, you know, somebody yesterday asked me, I, I taught a class about Rosh Hashanah and someone said, but Rabbi, when you, when you speak to God, what do you, what do you think of? Who, who are you speaking to? So the other day I, 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 I came up with a, a realization that if a person were born blind, so they've never, ever seen a face in their life. They've never seen a body. They, they've never seen shapes or colors. Uh, what, who do they talk to when they talk to somebody? They don't have an image in their mind. So they are talking to an imageless source of a voice. Hmm. And I said, that's who I talk to. Or, or if somebody taps them on the shoulder, they would they would talk to whoever is the source of this physical touch 
And, uh, and so, you know, when I pray, I pray to the great whoever is the source of this pulse that's pulsating within me, the beating of my heart, which is clearly not me doing it. And that inner voice called conscience that continually talks to me and says, you can do it better, David, and, and uh, let's, let's, let's up our game here and, and, and let's continue to grow. That's the voice of God. You know, some people call it conscience, but really it's, it's the voice of God. You know, I can relate to so much of what you're saying, especially about nature, but I realize the key piece is mindfulness because I go outside and see so many beautiful parts of nature all the time. And yet to some degree, we get adjusted to the miracles of life. My pulse is beating all the time, but if I'm not consciously mindful of it and the miracle of it, it's not something that connects me to God because I just get used to it. So the mindful piece is so important because there's so many aspects of really feeling God's presence. But if I'm not mindful of it, as much as my heart continues to beat, even if I don't think about it, I'm not connecting to it. And I'm not connecting to it in the way that I'm aware of God's presence. Right. Because when, when, because Hashem's God's presence is omnipresent, it's always, and, and that which is always goes unrecognized because I get, I get used to it. You know, my heart is beating and every beat is an absolute miracle and I cannot be sure that in the next second, I'm going to get another beat. And so each beat is a gift that should not be taken for granted. But we, we take that for granted. And I heard one Jewish philosopher say that Judaism is the ultimate protest against taking things, taking life for granted. Mm. And, uh, and so when something is ever present, it's non-existent in our minds. It, it loses you know, it it, 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 it it doesn't draw our attention because it's because it's always here. And that's what makes the presence of God uh, difficult to tune into because God's presence is omnipresent. But if a person to really, really open up their senses and just be aware of, you know, like walk down the street and when you see a color, say, I'm seeing a color. You know, when mm -hmm. you hear a sound, say in your head, I'm hearing a sound. Uh, and suddenly you begin to realize that, wow, I'm a walking miracle, walking in a miracle. And, um, and that hopefully will boost our awareness to be more capable of controlling ourselves so that, you know, once we have, uh, we, we, we identify the root of the problem, which is this lack of mindfulness of presence in our life we will have a better chance at addressing symptoms. Hmm. But ultimately, it's something we have to make a choice, a decision to do, because it sounds like default is as we go through our lives and there's all these opportunities to be mindful of God. And unless we make a decision to work on mindfulness, a decision to say, I, this is recognize the root of the challenges that I, the problems that I have is, not, is lacking this God consciousness. God's presence is the ongoing force of my life. But if I actually want to change that, I have to make that, maybe that's the decision to make this year, you know, whether it be that I do need to work on my patients, I need to work on being more kind and more giving, I need to work on being more charitable, meaning whatever I need to work on as a symptom, I need to be work on being more honest, all those symptoms, but the root is this year, I need to work on being more God conscious and setting myself yeah. with techniques to start being more mindful of God in so many aspects of my life that are there all the time, I just don't think about. 
Well, you know, Judaism provides an amazing technique, which is called making brachot on your food, blessing before you eat. It was the first thing that I embraced in my Judaism when I returned to my tradition when I was 17 years old. The first thing that struck me is that this idea that before you eat something, you take a moment to acknowledge God is the source of this food and 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 bless and recognize this is a blessing in my life and recognize that this blessing this is not just an apple but it's a blessing it's an abundance it's uh it's it's and and where does it come from i thought to myself you know i mean i wasn't celebrating shabbat i wasn't eating kosher but it made so much sense that that would really enhance my life because we you know we do spend a significant time of our day eating throughout our day and we use eat you know that time when we're about to take a bite out of something before we eat an apple we acknowledge that this is not simply an apple this is a gift and you know a gift is called a present and i believe it's because it embodies the presence of the one who gave it to you and uh, we don't need to come up with new techniques we just need to take the ones that judaism uh, prescribed seriously and so rather than before I take an apple, I just go blah, 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 and just quickly and automatically, robotically say a blessing. I take a moment to say it with awareness and with intention and appreciation of the words and listening to what I'm saying. Um, and, and, you know, the, the beginning of the Talmud is the tractate of blessings. And one of the understandings is that you know, the beginning of wisdom is reverence of God. And, and so learning how, to, learning to make blessings on my food, um, it was, uh, it's, it's, it's really quite, it's life-changing. It's life-changing. I'll tell you a quick story. I was at the home of a fellow who was Jewish, but not very aware of himself, Jewish-wise. And he was a big art dealer, was living on the Upper East Side in a mansion. And I, I met with him and he um, and we had a nice conversation about Judaism. He asked me some questions. And then a year later, I was visiting in Manhattan. I contacted him and I, I and we were and I and I I'm sitting down talking to him and I say, how are you doing? Fine. He says, you know, Rabbi, I want to tell you the last time you were here a year ago, you used my bathroom. I went, oh, no. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, why does this guy remember I used his bathroom? And he said, and when you walked out of the bathroom, you started talking to yourself. I said, what? So, yeah. And I asked you, what are you talking about? And I said, oh, I'm making a blessing because in our tradition, when a person, you know, relieves themselves, they acknowledge and show gratitude to God and and become and 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 take time to be mindful of the miracle of what just happened, you know. And he said that changed my life when you said that. And since then, when I leave the bathroom, I have my own little prayer that I acknowledge God for that gift and that miracle. Wow, what a powerful story! But that's you know what I appreciate about this too is like there's the idea of okay we need to increase the God consciousness the, the reality of God as a presence in my life, but then that's a very nice concept, but rooting it in the action of saying brachot saying a blessing 
which is a mitzvah anyhow. It's part of, so to speak, religious ritual. But even those who may already be doing that, it may not be with the mindfulness we need. Um, and there's so many opportunities throughout the day because most of us eat multiple times a day. It takes an idea that's just a concept and it really anchors it. It gives it roots. And it's not, you know, I feel like it's a similar challenge that we could have even with getting to the root of the problem is, okay, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, high holiday time. I start being much more mindful of God. And then all of a sudden I find that I'm not using those mindfulness techniques. But if I'm going to consistently say brachot, which is an action, then, and I'm going to try to tie that mindfulness to that action, that's something that I can hopefully sustain throughout the year. You know, I had a, a little bit of an embarrassing situation. Uh, we bought a new dryer and, uh, and it didn't work. I couldn't believe it. It's a new dryer and we need it and it didn't work. And so we, and so we called up the company, please send over a repairman. It's, it's going to take two days. I was really frustrated. Two days, we're going to have to take our laundry to our neighbor for drying. And then the guy came and he, he, he pointed out that it wasn't properly plugged in. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and, and you know, and the whole time, it, I didn't dawn on me that maybe we didn't plug it in right. I mean, I did plug it in, but I, mean, I didn't plug it in all the way, and I didn't even I didn't even check. And I think sometimes, you know, people say, you know, Judaism isn't working for me. But you know what? Did you plug it in? You know, like you have to plug it in. It's like a person buys a toaster and then they bring it back to the and they say, "There's something's wrong with the toaster," and they say, "There's nothing wrong with this toaster," you know. And they say, "Well, did you plug it in?" And so, too, with Judaism, you've got to plug it in. And the way you plug it in is by living a conscious, conscious Judaism, to be conscious and not mm. be robotic. Wow. Well, Rabbi, I definitely see what you shared here with us in terms of understanding what the root of so many of our challenges is and how to ultimately, again, God consciousness and then a really practical way to root ourselves within the practice of mindful God consciousness. And I really think if we can make the choice and take this seriously this coming year, I think all of us, those of us who make this decision to really root ourselves in saying brachot, being more mindful of God's presence in our life, we will see that so many of the symptoms we've been trying to uproot for a very long time will start to dissipate. I want to thank you all for joining us. Soul Talk, Rabbi David Aaron and Leora Mandel.